Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Singles Bubble Podcast. I'm your host, M, And I'm Freddie. And we're back with another episode. So today we're going to talk about how different it is to live in Indo and Australia. Because yeah. as you guys may or may not know, we're both Indonesian. I'm from Jakarta. M's from Surabaya. So yeah, I think this is just a really relatable and interesting topic, especially since a lot of our listeners are from Indo. And judging by the title today, I think you guys are going to you know, have an idea of what we might be focusing on. But before we get started, let's roll the intro music I just want to say today we were planning on recording like early in the morning and then now what time is it ready it's almost 1 30 <laughs> we called yesterday and we were like okay 9 30 a.m we're gonna record it you know it's a sunday we usually record on saturday anyways but it's 1 30 now you know what what matters is we got good sleep we're here now <laughs> that's all that matters all right so we're just gonna dive right into it i want to say maybe like your experience in Jakarta and my experience in Surabaya may be different because you know like I guess the people are also very different and the community so you know I'm not too sure I have a lot of family in Jakarta and like I used to go every summer I find for me personally obviously I'm not around like people my age a lot I'm just around like um either family or family friends things like that so I don't find them to be as toxic if that makes sense oh okay (laughs) because back in my hometown i feel like the community is so judgmental and very closed-minded towards things and you know they're kind of always all up in everybody's business i also live in west Surabaya. i don't know if it's the same for the east but i've heard that it kind of the same oh isn't Surabaya the city that had crazy rich Surabayas? <laughs> yes, yes it is oh man i've seen those everywhere yeah i think that contributes to the community and like the way it is too yeah the way people live huh yeah so it's very like flashy very you know hey i went on i don't know like a yacht party for my sweet 17th and shit like that oh i saw this girl that had her sweet 17th party and she was from surabaya and she Mm -hmm. had like this worldwide trip or whatever she brought her friends to sydney she brought her friends to dubai or whatever have you seen that maybe i think my mom sent me that maybe (laughs) my mom was like wow Thank God you're not like that because <laughs> that is a lot of money. There was one girl that got verified. So she made an invitation like by Instagram and it was like a video and it was her like getting into her sports car with her Birkin. I could be wrong. I can't remember because oh, I got wow. set the invitation as well. But obviously I was here and I couldn't go. But it gained so much fame that people were like, oh my God, crazy rich Surabaya, blah, 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 like proof. And then like this girl, blah, blah, blah. And so basically, she got verified and like she got so many followers from it because everyone was just yeah. like oh my god this is like it's almost like a novelty I want to say like I don't know 
it's like it's like seeing Kim Kardashian. But Sarabaya version. Yeah, like, you know, it's like how you see, like, rich people, and then you're kind of like, oh my god, like, it's it's crazy, you know, and, like, you kind of want to oh. know more, and you kind of want to know more about their lives. I guess that's how people think. Yeah. Maybe because I've been surrounded by it so much that, like, it doesn't really phase me anymore. Yeah. Because, like, coming here and having, I guess, I want to say regular <laughs> friends. like <laughs> Regular. Yeah, like, from here, you know, like, from Australia, and, like, they see these, like, like wearing brands and, like, buying expensive things and going on trips as, like, such a such an expense. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, like, something that's, like, you treat yourself. It's not, like, a mm. like a lifestyle, if that makes sense. Yeah, I feel like the lifestyle here is really different. Like, oh, yeah. people here do wear branded stuff, but I feel like there's less of an emphasis on it. I know, like, where I live in Jakarta, I live in Pick, <laughs> if you guys know. There are a lot of stereotypes about my area where, you know, they all Shout out to Pick. Branded. That's all where my family is, too, so... <laughs> branded head to toe I think there's just a bigger emphasis on branded stuff like wearing you know your status and showing your image back home at the same time it might not apply to everyone you know there are like some people who choose not to yeah of course also I haven't been back for two years M hasn't been back for longer maybe three years so you know things might have changed yeah about about two two and a half yeah I think probably like different maybe it's the same who knows you know like I don't know I think it all comes down to like minding your own business like back home it's like everyone minds everybody's business and here no one gives a fuck about you like literally you could be a famous person and honestly like no one really gives a fuck unless like they're fans of you I guess but like most of the time people are just like oh yeah well I mean Chris Hemsworth (laughs) Chris Hemsworth (laughs) Zac Efron I feel like people here I mean they do gossip don't get me wrong oh yeah no everyone gossips everywhere right but it's different when they like gossip to your face I've never it's almost like had that. It's almost like, you know, those experiences when like you're in high school or like you're in school and then like, I don't know if everyone relates to this, but like when people are talking about you and like, obviously they're not talking about you to you, but then you can see them and you know that they're talking about uh, you. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. It's like that constant feeling is always in the friend groups. And like, I find there are some friend groups that are really, really toxic where it's like, well, if you can't afford brands, we don't want to be Ooh, friends with you. What? Yeah. And sometimes they don't explicitly say like there are but there are friend group that do explicitly Holy say shit. it and it's almost like holy shit like I, I I can't believe that's what you base your friendship yeah. on you know what I mean but yeah I'm not saying obviously that it's like all bad I'm just gonna get the bad things out of the way before I talk <laughs> yeah. about the good things but yeah how how does Jakarta compare you think I mean I went to an international school and thank god my my batch at least was a lot more focused on studying than branded stuff I would say <laughs> um I mean so you were a nerd hey okay, I've said this in a multiple episodes <laughs> I was a nerd and I am a nerd but yeah I think like obviously we don't really care if people wear branded stuff I think my high school experience was more of like well do you study well do you like do you top in their grades like and like yeah if your personality shit like no one's gonna give a fuck about you that kind of thing but obviously it's still the same like they're still gossiping there's still you know scandals going around I'm really thankful though I went to this school instead of another school a neighbor <laughs> Let's not name the school because they've been named in newspapers a few times as well and for scandals. Yeah. 
but I mean, we have a few friends oof, that went there. That school is yeah, right. We have a few friends. That school's tough, like tough in the sense where like they have a lot more emphasis on you know brands, you know image, and it's definitely where the stereotype comes from as well. Like I'm pretty sure it's from that school. I think living in Australia, I feel like I've actually found a solid group of friends. I think that's the biggest difference for me. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, we have the same group of friends. So <laughs> imagine if I was just like, no, I think our oh friends are shit. Oh my god, that would be <laughs> the scandal of the month. No, yeah, I completely agree. We have a very solid group of friends. Something that I don't really even want to say I had back home because I only keep in touch with very specific people from back home. The biggest thing I noticed when I came here was the freedom oh, to like oh do god, anything. Yeah. It's not just freedom as in like, oh, I get to do whatever I want. It's more like there's not a watching eye. It feels like whatever I do, no one is really gonna care. Yeah. And it's so liberating. And it makes me feel like, you know, I'm free to try out whatever I want to try out and not have people judge me for it. Yeah, definitely. Like, I know that, like, if you're in Indo and then, for example, you're out with a guy on a date in a mall, probably, right? They will probably... Scandalous. Take... Okay, I don't know about some areas, but I know some that, like, take pictures of you and, like, send it around, like, Gossip Girl vibes, and <laughs> oh go, like, oh my god, like, they're out together, like, are they dating, and stuff like that. I mean, maybe they are trying to, like, mirror Gossip Girl, but it's real life for us. <laughs> um, when you said, um, when you said the taking photos thing, it just reminded me of this story, like, back, like, ages ago. I want to say this was probably in, like, um, year yeah. 10 or something, like, ages ago, maybe even, like, year 9. I can't remember. So I was, I liked this guy, and he liked me back, but there was this other girl that liked uh-huh. him from another school, and so, like, she hated me. She hated me for it. Oh, wow. For, like, a while, and, like, I knew of her, but, like, I didn't really care for her, you know, like, we're just, like, we just knew each other, mm-hmm. and one time I was just out with my friends, and I can't remember if the guy was there or not, but one of her friends was there, and literally, she was taking a picture of us, and the flash was on. Oh, my god yeah and you know when it's like i guess if the phone is up and like you can't really tell if it's like they're taking a photo of you yeah. or not but the flash went off and i was literally like that's a dumb bitch move you serious yeah, that's a dumb bitch move and then she just she saw me like look at her and she just ran and i was like you know if you want to take a photo of me you could just ask like just ask i'll pose you know and like and like at least be discreet maybe like check your phone yeah you know check your phone and like make sure the flash is off i don't know like be discreet about it sit next to me and like do the little like you know slowly raise your phone or something like, well she gotta be a pussy and run away though like if you're gonna take a picture might as well also like why would you need to take a picture just text your friend this bitch is out with your guy or something like why do yeah. you have to send proof but also that's the thing like i feel like back home people are like not confrontational it's so passive aggressive exactly they talk behind your back a lot and like passive aggressive to your face and it's just doesn't make sense like just do it stop being a fucking pussy that's all i have to say to them <laughs> i know so many friend groups that are built on lies too like like t- when they're together they're besties you know like oh my god i love you so much like you know and then when you know they go their separate ways to their respective friend groups i guess or like if they go to different schools or whatever just like they talk shit about each other like oh my god i hate
hate this bitch. Then, like, don't be friends with them. It's not that hard. Yeah, sorry. I had to you good? take a sip of water. <laughs> My throat was dying. And I guess that's, yeah, what I love about being here is I think people, most people anyway, I don't want to say, like, everybody, but most people, they always speak their mind and they just, you know, tell you, hey, yeah. like, you're making me uncomfortable or, hey, like, I don't like the way you do this. And so I think that yeah. really builds on, like, very long-lasting friendship. Yeah, because it creates boundaries. But I'm really thankful for the not even group of friends <laughs> just one friend one back friend. home <laughs> that I would say is really true to herself and she's able to like speak freely yeah I think for me though it's like I probably fit into the category of like being a pussy back home because I think there was no room for me to I guess be able to be open and it just made me scared and so I would just like shut up most of the time I think it's really hard because at the same time like whenever you want to kind of speak out in Indo it's kind of like you know how much judgment there will be from people and obviously it doesn't like affect your entire life but then it really affects your confidence because I think Indo like you know image is you know top like you have to seem perfect all the damn time and I think that's taught by our parents as well like don't like ruin our family name you know don't let other people know our business you know don't show weakness shit like that yeah oh my god I want to say this sentence in Indo so bad because it's like it's gonna trigger so many people like yeah but like look basically like there's this concept of jaim which is jaga image which means take care oh. of your image like back in indo and like it's so funny how we have like a specific word for it yeah like everything is so centered around that i think kamu jangan malu-maluin um mommy papi yeah or like keluarga yeah so basically yeah. like don't bring shame to your family and it's like wow you know like that's just been taught for so long that it's like kind of like ingrained in my brain that you almost have to be a people pleaser because of it oh yeah definitely back home there's also like a lot of expectations to succeed i mean a lot of my peers went to really good schools and like started their own business or whatnot you know the pressure back home is a lot harsher and in terms of studying there is another term that my friend group uses in my school because we're kind of like a singaporean school mm-hmm. we have this term called gasu. oh my god <laughs> yeah so kiasu means scared to lose which means basically like very competitive and it's really tough oh yeah I agree like when you go to such an academic based school which was what the school I went to was as well I went to a Christian school it was very religious and like very centered around academic and we did like double curriculum and like grades were everything and it was so competitive and I feel like obviously like we didn't use that word because they didn't know Hokkien Oh, <laughs> um, but I did and then yeah it was just centered around that as well so completely agree one thing that really shocked me coming here was that surprisingly I thought that the Australian curriculum would be better than me too you know, whatever curriculum I took but what math that I learned at 10th grade is literally taught for 12th grade here okay so like I'm in uni right now first year of uni yeah? I'm taking a business degree I had business back at school some of the things I learned in uni I have learned since year 10 so I'm like oh my god you know what I mean I'm like I feel like the way I was able to do well in my degree right now is because I had already learned these things and it's just like a refresher you know literally because you know back in high school you know those units that you have to take and then you think like what the fuck is this Mm -hmm. like it's useless like I'm never gonna learn this and then you go to uni and you're like holy shit no but yeah I agree I was surprised when I came here and I had conversations with people and 
and like seeing what they learned obviously there were things we were lacking as well like maybe you know in terms of like i didn't have i didn't have like world history or like whatever you know and so like we didn't yeah. really learn that but the ones we do have like were so emphasized on that i feel like sometimes i'm learning to become like a scientist or something <laughs> because why you know like some of the um, math problems that we had to solve were literally math problems people probably learn in their third year of uni oh my god talking about like science just reminds me of like this chemistry class i had back in high school mm-hmm. i remember it so clearly that i think i've gone b's for that class that year mm-hmm. because i wasn't really putting that much effort into it and then i think i'm so sorry to the teacher but she was so freaking annoying <laughs> like she would call people out and stuff and she called me out once and i held a grudge <laughs> so since then i studied really hard every day and then every time in her class if she would call me out like I would be able to like answer her questions or whatnot. I literally did that out of spite. <laughs> I got an A plus out of spite. <laughs> I think people do best when they're spiteful. It's almost oh like my God. you have to tell me I can't do it and I'll prove you a thousand times that I can do it. But then if you don't <laughs> say like, oh, you can, you can't do it, then I'll be like, well, I already know I can do it, so I won't do it. You know, it's like that. Yeah, but back home, like there's such a big emphasis on like going to tuitions. I don't know Stop. here. Don't actually. even like that gives me just like nightmares <laughs> you know I, I just feel like tuition was like why like tutoring why but at the same time like it was useful but it's like if you think about it okay the purpose of school is to learn right so why do I have to get extra learning outside of school I think that's the biggest problem I had with it it wasn't like the tutoring itself I was just like that why is school not enough you know yeah and then okay tutoring I didn't have a lot of tutoring compared to other people i think you probably have more i had mandarin i had math for a little bit like my earlier like grades and then i had like math physics and chemistry for like the indo curriculum for like a little while but then i I, like grew out of it i was like that's stupid i don't want to do it again and then my friend fondana actually ended up like helping me with those three subjects because he's like really good at them and so it was free tutoring from him so thanks fun (laughs) i had a fuck ton of tutoring back home um but then again i think i took like eight or nine subjects for igcse so i don't think eight i mean less than eight hours a day in school can't really prep me for that big of an exam that would determine my future kind of so my parents are really like adamant on me going to tutoring and i had tutoring after school for two hours every day and i had as well on weekends and then Jesus. it would be like piano lessons and then I feel like that's the thing like going back on what we were talking like about freedom I feel like in this in my perspective it was more of like freedom of choosing whatever the fuck I want to do especially with uni it's like a huge change because you can schedule your uni schedule however the fuck you want the biggest difference for uni and school is that you don't have uni every day like school you had monday to friday for some people monday to saturday and like it's eight hours every day and that is intense you know like obviously you're not doing anything else but like it really takes a lot out of you being somewhere physically for like that much time and like obviously there are rules and like you're restricted to things i had a uniform did you oh yeah Yeah, of course like my uniform was hella ugly not gonna lie that's why i archived the picture 
Yeah, it was hella ugly, hella hot, and just like so uncomfortable. Hate it wearing a uniform. And, you know, it's just like all of these elements put into one is just oh my God. major discomfort. <laughs> so it made it yeah. so much effort. I, I remember going to high school, like you had to wear skirts, right? Because I think in middle school, like it was kind of like a skirt situation. Yeah, and then mid- uh, high I, I had that was, too. Like, skirt and my mom was like Indo is so conservative like let's you know sew in some shorts into your skirt <laughs> so I basically wore a skirt to school Did, oh my which God. honestly it's a lot better That's because I could fun, sit I however I want and like, you know, nothing will show. <laughs> and that's great. Like, yeah, I should have done that, huh? I think I had one uniform. So I had two uniforms. One was like the national, like Indo Ooh, uniform, the white and blue. If people from Indo are listening, they know what I'm talking about. And then one was like the school uniform that was like maroon and like a mid, like below the knee skirt that was like, I guess a skirt. I can't remember. <laughs> like, can you tell I've blacked out like that's, my whole that's trauma right there? <laughs> school. No, just kidding. And basically, yeah that was the ugliest uniform i'd ever seen there was a vest with it and like i remember i just like when the people that care like the teachers that care weren't looking i would just take off like the tie and the vest and i would just put it to the side because i was like why and that's why i like the national uniform more because it was just literally a shirt and a skirt oh okay and like the skirt wasn't like so long that it was i don't know i felt like i was in the military you know like it's so conservative but then i don't know i think i got like i was supposed to get a skirt that was like below the knee but then obviously i i was one that was like well if you tell me to do this then i won't do this so um i got the one that i wanted i guess yeah like i feel like indo is so conservative especially like the way you like what you wear i know that like coming here i could wear you know, whatever I want without being judged. But back home, I mean, my it might be just me, but my parents are really strict, right? I can't wear shorts back home. I can't wear something like a skirt back home. If it's a dress, like, you know, like appropriate length and like, um, yeah, just cover up as much as you can, basically. I think my dad is like that. My mom is a little bit more open because she likes fashion mm. and she is like on social media. I've mentioned before, she has more followers than me. And she loves to work out so she's always wearing like these two piece like sports bras and um cool leggings yeah because of obviously like if you work that hard you want to show it off like i, I get follow em's mom so she's <laughs> on instagram <laughs> everyone follows and my I mom love it. <laughs> it's almost like a slap in the face when i look at her and she's way more fit than i am but basically she's very lenient when it comes to like clothing um she lets me wear shorts and skirts obviously but not anything that's like too low cut or you know because she knows that it's it's not that i'm not allowed to wear it but it's more like for safety yeah you know whereas my dad is very old-fashioned and he disapproves of everything i wear so yeah because he likes you know like a conservative girl and and i'm sure this is all like all indo parents like all indo dads mostly like cover up as much as you can yeah. you know like don't show skin and so like my dad is very much like that i think but i think he has gotten sick of telling me what to do because every time he would i would just not <laughs> listen oh my god and so i think he's just like okay whatever now and coming here obviously can wear whatever i want yeah yeah i think the biggest for me personally like my parents are more concerned about the safety aspect oh, yeah. of it like being a woman 
and like wearing revealing clothes. Although not saying that wearing revealing clothes will or should be a reason for people to attack you, but um, I guess in their view it is. You know, Indo is a very religious country, you know, and it's really tough to, because everyone is kind of dressing very conservatively and it's kind of like following the status quo, you know. Having to live with a very strict guideline is kind of what it is to be in Indo. And I know we're only talking about the negative things mostly so far, but I promise you we're gonna get to like the good parts of Indo as well. Okay, let's switch it to the positive parts. We love you, Indo. Do not deport us when we go back. Please. I'm very patriotic inside. Um don't get me wrong, I do I do love Indo, but I feel that I've found my place in Sydney. That's more like, you know, I'm able to go to work, I'm able to hang out with my friends, like, without restrictions. And obviously, I don't abuse, like, the freedom that my parents have given me. But it's different when, like, you live with your parents and you don't. It's like, you can live with your parents and you love them and whatever, but they're always there and they're always hovering over you and kind of having a say in everything that you do. Whereas here, you get to kind of explore how it feels to be an adult and to know, you know, to make decisions on your own and to choose your own friend groups and to choose what you want to wear and things like that. And so I just feel like I was able to know who or like at least a step into who I was when I came here. Yeah. But speaking of good things about Indo, number one, everything is cheap. (laughs) Um. I miss not paying for things and i miss cheap things (laughs) yeah that's very true i miss cheap food i miss cheap clothes i miss i don't i don't even know like gas prices to be honest i have no idea i I wanted to say yeah i wanted to say like i miss cheap transport but the thing is like i never had to pay for transport (laughs) (laughs) i would just get driven around or get picked up by my friends so that was also nice taking the car everywhere oh like sure Public transport is, you know, free and like you get to go wherever you want at any time of day. But it's a nice to not have to like deal with creepy people on the bus. So Em and I just met like a few days ago, I would say. And then... Yeah, maybe like two. On her way back on the bus. <laughs> Do you want to... <laughs> so I, I got on the bus, right? And there was this like... I didn't have a good look at him, but like maybe an elderly man. Or maybe not even that elderly. Maybe he was like in his 40s, 50s, something like that. And... He got on with me and he sat down like at the front of the bus. So for those of you that don't know, the front of the bus is usually where like older people sit or like disabled people sit, moms with babies, things like that. So like he already sat down, right? And I like to go to the specific seat in buses. Like there's this one seat that I like where it's like at the back, like in front of the door, if you know. And it's just that one seat, but it's like two seats. Yeah. And yeah, so I always sit there if it's empty because it's isolated from everyone else, but it's also like a two-seater. I sit down, I put my stuff down, pull my phone out. This man gets up and walks 
towards me and sits right across me in the one-seater, like across me. And he's not even facing forward. He's facing towards me. And at this point, I don't, you know, turn my head. I don't do anything. I was just like pretending to like look at my phone and like scroll around. And I I texted Freddie. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, there's like someone that just got up and like sat next to me and is facing me. And I guess for people that don't relate to being a woman, maybe people are like, you know, like, so whatever, like he's free to do whatever he wants. But like a creepy, okay, it's fucking creepy. Yeah. Because you were already perfectly seated in the front. Why did you have to move to me? And like, if you wanted to sit at the back, let's say, you could have chosen any other seat. Yeah. And why face There were so many other seats. There was nobody. There was nobody in the bus. I just did the first thing I thought of was like, put my AirPods in because I can just pretend if he tries to say something to me, then like, I can't hear you. Yeah. Um, And he did. He did try. He didn't try until like, he was about to get off. But he was like, are you Spanish? (laughs) Oh my God. And I had my AirPods in and I just didn't respond. I didn't like move my head, nothing. I was just looking at my phone, texting Freddie, pretending I didn't hear him. And then he got off. Thank God. But yeah, this is one of many experiences I've had on the bus with like weird, crazy people. Yeah. Most of these people, to be honest, like it's because they're homeless and like, you know, are war veterans or like something like that. And I feel for you, but please don't come up to me. Like at the end of the day, I can feel bad for you and your circumstance. But if you remotely try and, you know, make me uncomfortable or hurt me, then I I will not care about your situation anymore. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Like, I have to think of me first. Yeah, of course. And, like, that's the thing, though. Like, back home, you know, we have drivers, we have security, like, or whatnot. Like, it might be just, you know, our parents being super protective, but I feel like everything comes with some truth to it. And yeah, there's always a reason for it. And, you know, back home, there's always a lot of stories of, like, kidnappings and stuff. Oh my god, we were trying to talk about the good things. Yeah. I know. Why does it? Well, this is not about Indo. So I want to say, like, statistically, it's more dangerous for a woman to be outside in Indo than it is here. Yeah. Like, here, especially in the city, I don't want to say, like, in the suburbs yet, but in the city, or at least suburbs surrounding the city, not the city itself, I think if you're out at night and, like, you're a woman walking by yourself, it's not very likely for you to get attacked. At least for Sydney. Yeah. I'm not sure about other, other cities because I haven't been, but it's not very likely. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I'm not saying don't be, like, cautious, but... But, you know, it's not as likely as if I go out in the middle of the night in Indo anywhere. Yeah. It's just statistically that's how it is. And obviously our parents just want to protect us. And I get that. I feel like I used to think that, oh my god, like my parents are like overprotective, you know, like there's an eye on me wherever I go. Like, for example, I would have this school trip, like where I had to like make a video of, you know, Indo culture or whatnot in our national monument of Monas, in case you guys didn't know. <laughs> that's our Powerful tower. Yeah, that's-, <laughs> <laughs> that's our Eiffel Tower. Yeah. Um, that's our Sydney Opera House. Um <laughs> everything <laughs> but basically I had to go there to like shoot a video for school because we had like Independence Day or something coming up right I remembered that like my parents would have my driver follow me like while I was with my friends like he would follow me in like I would say like five meters behind me yeah. like he would like look around and like make sure there are no like sus people and like I love him for that like my driver has been working for my family since before I was born he's mm-hmm. also I would say like I'm, I would consider him more of as like a 
friend is like you know he would be there for me he's been there for so long like at any time and he would like you know pick me up from school and like even through my sad you know sad teen days where I would like blast really sad songs he would be like you good bro and like but you're like no but I'm alright and I would remember he would like try to make me cheer up by like singing the songs as well because at one point I would like keep playing the songs over and over right and he would know Mm -hmm. the melody and he would know the lyrics at that point it was that bad and he would like sing and I would like laugh and he would like try keep doing that like just to make me laugh that's kind of cute that's the biggest difference though people in Indo are really 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 nice I would say yeah I think there's so much emphasis on like customer service and like manners you know um everyone you meet is usually very very nice very friendly very polite sometimes if you go to like I don't know like shops here and obviously like I've worked the industry before so I kind of get it why they behave this way but like there are people that you know you go up to them and you're like hey how are you or something and you're ordering a coffee or like whatever and they're like yeah what do you want like you would (laughs) never you would never get that in Indo it's always like you know hi how are you today like what would you like today okay is that just one of that like you know like very Very good customer service and like very helpful yeah always saying thank you to everything like you will never catch an Indo person not saying thank you oh yeah you know manners and respect is such a huge thing back home it's kind of like expected of everyone actually you know if you don't have manners people talk shit which I mean rightfully so like it's embarrassing you know it's embarrassing if you don't know how to like be courteous and like hold yourself to like a high standard and have proper manners it's it's not only a reflection of you but it's a reflection of your family and so yeah it's really embarrassing and a huge thing I think is like being able to talk to like your friend's parents or like things like that and yeah so I find that it helps if I you know if I go to like let's say my best friend Wesley's house like I would go up to his mom and like I would make conversation with her you know like hey like how are you you know what have you been up to yeah and then I would tell them about uh, like if she asked me things then I would tell them about like my school's going well and like somehow related back to Wesley and like make sure to talk like really good things about him as well and so it's just how you make conversation with everyone and like being polite and being you know yeah just being charming I think yeah but I think back home it's a bigger emphasis in a sense where people will you know kind of label you as oh this this kid doesn't have manners so their family isn't teaching them well enough which I think yeah. that's not fair on the parents because sometimes the parents you know really try and like some kids just don't want to do it at the end of the day these kids are just kids yeah. you know so like they don't know yeah, that's, yeah that's really tough on you know us for example when we were kids like living back home like I remembered um, I was at the mall with my parents and my parents would meet would accidentally bump into their friends and mm-hmm. I would obviously be expected to you know like hi how are you like or introduce myself like hi I'm Freddie like really nice to meet you like strike a conversation like that's why I was a nerd gotta read the news a lot more often as well like try to like find topics that adults will relate to which is like that's a that's a lot of why pressure. would a kid have to do that you know yeah that's a lot of pressure for a kid and all right you know you have to like shake their hand and I remember <laughs> that was like during high school right and I think I read something about like you know shaking hands like has a lot more germs 
and kissing or whatever. <laughs> Which I think is true because you touch everything, but you don't touch your mouth with everything, right? And then Yeah, I agree. I, would I agree. Be so, your hands are nasty. Like I wouldn't say I had a problem, but every time I shook someone's hand, I would like wipe it and like my parents would give me absolute shit for it for a while. My sister did the same thing. She's huge in that. Okay, but like you were ahead of the time though. Like look at us now. Imagine if you shook someone's hand right now. Like even just shaking the hand itself is like holy shit. Like that's disgusting. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's true. And so like there is a point to that. I don't really I hate when people I don't know are way too close to me oh yeah like why why do you need to be that close to me i don't know you and i hate when we are queuing and there's so much space and they insist on like standing right behind me oh yeah like why what is, what is the reason like <laughs> i do it sometimes there's though, really because no reason like, for you to do if that. i'm on my phone and i'm queuing i sometimes forget to leave a bigger amount of space between me and the person in front but then yeah like once i get off my phone i would be like oh fuck i think in indo just in general everything is pretty organized i would say actually yeah i i would say that as well um i think the biggest thing here is like maybe that's why i have such a problem with queuing because I every time I see a queue right I will just U-turn out of that shit I like, I'm not queuing for anything <laughs> I believe that time is more expensive than anything you know yeah. and so I have to wait in line for something it makes it automatically not worth it I will come back on days where there is no queue and if when like if let's say when there's no queue it's like sold out or whatever then it's not meant to be I'm not meant to have that thing oh my god and that's my life motto and so you will never catch me queuing for anything unless it's mandatory and like unless I have to yeah and one thing that I would say like is big in Indo which I'm not sure if it happens here but bribery is huge in Indo <laughs> bribery and corruption <laughs> I know it's not great for me to say this I mean you know you grew you grew up in Indo you see all this news you see it in real life as well yeah it's just a huge thing in Indo, but I wouldn't say that everyone does it. And I would like to just say that, you know, our current president is doing such a great job oh, yeah. with like he reducing all of this. The best president um, we've had in a while. My mom loves our president, Jokowi. <laughs> Shout out Jokowi. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people do love him. My mom has a picture with Jokowi and oh, she was like interesting. She was contemplating on like printing the picture and putting it at home. And can she send me <laughs> send me the photo? I'll blur her out. <laughs> <laughs> no. We only have one family photo at home because our my house the design is very classical, so it was a lot. It's a lot of like you know, like like fruit painting or whatnot, sure. like that kind of stuff. And we only have one picture of like our family picture. Yeah. And she was thinking of printing the picture of her and Jokowi and putting it in our house. And I was like, damn, you're not gonna even print a picture of me before that. He is her idol, so. <laughs> Besides that, my mom literally would send me, like, news about him all the time and be like, he's doing such a great job. And he is. Like, looking at the corona situation back home, like, he handled it so swiftly. Yeah. We had, what, 14,000 cases a day at one point. And now it's, and now it's down to 2,000. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. It's crazy. Yeah. Also, Jokowi, please do not deport me if I go back. Um, <laughs> I, I do miss Indo, though. I, I have to say, like, I do miss Indo in terms of, like, again, like, I was saying how cheap everything is, like, the food. But 
especially the food because oh. every time i get upset here or like you know i'm feeling down i will order myself indo food and that's like my comfort food oh yeah comfort food, and yeah. i had this thing with my best friend from Surabaya, like fania and we would always go to leko i don't know if you 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 guys you <gasps> guys know. had like yeah we do you yeah, guys had leko but well. it's different so I've been to oh the Leko in Jakarta. God. It's not as good and it's like twice the price. Leko in Surabaya is a whole different experience where it's like everything is so good. It's so cheap. I kid you not. I would go there with my mom and we would order, you know, like I, I always get tempe because it's my favorite. I love tempe. And yeah. I would get tempe rice, it's like some kind of meat, like protein. And then we liked... um vegetable so like we would get vegetable on the side and then we would get tofu so it's like a whole like you know and then she would get like her her share of things so it's like a lot of yeah. food it's a lot of food and we would get drinks and i kid you not the total would come down to maximum 15 to 20 dollars what the fuck for both of us what the fuck and we would still have leftovers to like bring home and like give my sister because like she doesn't eat a lot <laughs> but yeah what it's insane. you could never in jakarta you could never yeah i know oh my because God. in jakarta like you you go and eat kwetiao on the side of the street and it would be like 40k you know so like four dollars approximately so oh my god for like something you you know eat on the side of the street but if you go to like i don't know a restaurant a, restaurant, a dish is like eight dollars 80k something like that minimum yeah. so oh that god. is astronomical prices compared to Surabaya. maybe now it's catching up if i go back home and i meet up with my friends um i think in a day i would spend like 50 dollars i would say or less a bit less like 40 to 50 a day every time i go out with my friends which is maybe why my parents are like you know what maybe you shouldn't go out with your friends it's fucking pricey that's to crazy you, because the comparison like everything is cheap Everything is cheap, but somehow in Jakarta, it's insane because yeah. I could go on the same activities as you and maybe not as nice as restaurants. I don't know. But um, my allowance, like maximum, if I'm really like spending would be like $30 for everything, like a movie, food, and like sometimes occasionally yeah. I would buy things like little things and yeah, $30 max. Obviously, you could go, you could go up, but I just don't, you know? Yeah. I'm um, not going to lie. Um, I finessed this system back home so my mom would you know handle the finances and she would give me allowances and stuff but then um sometimes she would go on trips you know like business trips or whatever trips or whatnot and I would ask my dad for more allowance so um sometimes finessing the system and I think um Jakarta is just overpriced yeah I agree and like I don't know. In comparison to other um, cities in Indo, yeah, probably one of the more expensive ones. Yeah. Coming here, though, it's like still, I would say, a lot more expensive than back home. So 100%. Everything yeah. is like cost an arm and a leg. But at the same time, you do work. <laughs> I guess you make more when you work here oh, yeah. so it's it kind of makes sense but at the same time some things don't make sense like the houses in sydney don't even think about it yeah like, it's way too out of reach but yeah so nah um i think we've come to an end for this episode thank you so much for listening to us yeah we hope you really liked um you know getting to know a little bit about our background our next episode actually details a little bit more of what like how we used to live back home and you know so stay tuned for that and yeah 
Don't forget to follow our socials. Everything is at Singles Bubble. Um, we're on Instagram, TikTok, and we're also on Spotify and Google Podcasts. Yep, and we upload every Wednesday at 8 p.m. A-E-S-T. So yep, we'll see you soon. And bye. Thanks for listening. Bye.